T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Is that my cue? Golly. Well, okay, I guess we might as well talk then. It seems to be the thing that we're supposed to do. So, okay, uh, let us uh, talk. And uh, we are doing that right here at 106.3 WORD. Blah, blah, blah. Talk, talk, talk. This is 106.3 WORD, the upstate's talk station. So why not? Why not indeed? And also 106.3 WORD.com, 101.5 FM in Anderson. At 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. We have our Ingalls Advantage talk line available at 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307-71307. Glad that you folks are with us this afternoon. And uh, good to have a chance to chat with everybody. Again, I'll uh, be... Uh, Tara, a week from today on uh, the 9th from 6 till 10 a.m., so always uh, good to have a chance to to yak at folks here about the uh, various issues of the day. Uh, Other things that that Biden got wrong during the debate, uh, there were so many of them that I'm just now catching up with all of these. Amy Coney Barrett thinks that the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. For the record, she may, but there is nothing that is on the record for that. Maybe she does feel that way, but Joe doesn't know. We don't know. She's never said that. But again, that shouldn't hold back Joe Biden from just making it up. Uh, Biden, again, there was a peaceful protest in front of the White House in Lafayette Square outside the White House. What did he do? He came out of his bunker, had the military do tear gas. The military was not used to clear the crowd that Biden is speaking of. Or... and uh, a chemical irritant other than tear gas was used. The incident uh, when the president uh, went into a bunker was days earlier when hundreds of protesters gathered outside the executive mansion. Then there was the Biden lie, close your eyes, he said, try to remember, try to remember. The people coming out of the field with the torches, their veins bulging, spewing anti-Semitic bile, accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, And uh, the president said that there were good people on both sides. No president has ever said anything like that. The very fine people remark, which has been taken out of context for so many different times by so many different people. Uh, Just here's, here's the quote that the president said about Charlottesville. 
So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally, but you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. That in regard to the notion of whether or not there should be public displays of Confederate statues and so on. That is all he was talking about. Uh, of all the lies that have come forward in this campaign, uh, that probably is the biggest single lie. In the same breath, the president contradicted what they're saying. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally, unquote the president, but you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, and the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. And he's right, and the press did. Okay, just so we've got it straight. Uh, and, and there are others. Uh, we'll never get them all, but uh, there have been so many from uh, Joe Biden. Okay, it's 10 minutes now past 5 o'clock as we go to uh, Deb in uh, Greenville. Hello, Deborah. Is this Hi, not Deb? how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yes, it is. Okay. Good. I have a question about the um, confirmation of Judge Barrett. Um, uh-huh. The Republicans know they have the votes. Why do they have to drag it out for two weeks and have a hearing? Uh, I suppose that uh, it's the way they do things. Part of it's inertia. That's the way they've always done things. Uh, it would probably set a bad precedent if, if the shoe were on the other foot and it was a, a Democratic Senate trying to push through someone of liberal leaning. I would uh, would want to see hearings. But you're right, they probably could. In fact, uh, there have been those who have suggested just that. Uh, I have no problem with it. I don't I think they can lay a glove on it. Oh, they may try it, but I think it'll backfire. I think that the impact, if they try that, I don't think it'll change a vote in the Senate, but I think that some of the senators who get involved in character assassination themselves may have trouble getting reelected. In that regard, I'm sorry for any grief she has to put up with, but it might be worth it to defeat a few of these people. (laughs) Yes, it would. Um, Also, who decides who moderates these debates? Because I heard the the next one is going to be moderated by a guy who is, a well-known fan of Joe Biden, and actually worked for him at one time. He did, and it's the Commission on Presidential Debates, which is a bipartisan group, and there are people of both parties on the commission. Honestly, I think that had they been aware of uh, Steve Scully's background of having worked for Biden, I don't think he would have ever been selected. I think that was a a screw-up on their part. I really do. I think they should kick him out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen, very frankly, uh, Deborah. That wouldn't shock me to see that happen. Do you happen. know who is going to moderate the last debate? Oh, well, yeah, I've got it all uh, written down right here. Let me just drag this up here. I can give you all the uh, all the debate information. You can start with uh, next. No, no, that's okay here. Next uh, Wednesday, the 7th, Vice Presidential Debate, University of Utah. Susan Page of USA Today will moderate that one. Then you go to the 15th, uh, Thursday the 15th, the second presidential debate, supposedly a town hall gathering. That's in Miami, uh, and that is Steve Scully of C-SPAN. And then you come down to the, a week later after that, October the 22nd, the final presidential debate, 
that is at Belmont University in Nashville and Kristen Welker of NBC. I think she may host the Weekend to- Today show or something like that. Those are the, the debate moderators, wow. uh, Deborah. Well, these, this is really, <laughs> it sounds like it's been totally rigged to, to put President Trump well, on the spot. I don't know precisely where Page or Welker uh, come down on the uh, the ideological scale, so I couldn't tell you for sure, Deborah. Thank you for your listenership and for calling yeah. in. Let's go to Mark and uh, Duncan. Uh, and uh, hello, Thank Mark. Uh, good afternoon. Hello, hello, Jimbo. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I had the I had the pleasure to to meet Donald Trump at the Green at the Greenville Green was it uh, Friendship Rally in 2015. Okay. All the politicians were there: Rubio, Cruz. And uh, Trump had a, a a brunch in his at the hotel before he left for the for the, his speech, and I had a chance to meet him, and shook his hand and urged him to run. He said, "Well, you'd be pleased to, you might be pleased. I'll be maybe making that decision here next week, or shortly thereafter." So I joked with my friends as well. I met Trump, shook his hand, urged him to run. He did. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You, uh, you so, so you suggested he run. Is that it? Well, yeah, I did. I'm sure he would have anyway. But um, I did. I said, I hope you run. Because I heard his heard his speech there at that uh, hotel conference room. It wasn't very big. There were about forty people there, and I they did serve a little t- tidbit of something at one point. But it wasn't exactly a brunch. But anyway, I was um, looking to go to the art show that was also held that weekend. And uh, I thought I'll stop by and hear what Trump has to say. Because uh, he was the only politician I was interested in. But uh-huh. I actually shook his hand. And I was going to joke with Jimbo. Um, not Jimbo, but uh, <laughs> Mr. McLean. Because he, he was in the, the radio station that later that day. Uh-huh. That uh, when you shake his hand, I was yeah. surprised his hand was rough, like he'd uh-huh. been working in the yard or you know uh-huh. palaces or whatever. So I'm, interesting. Yeah. Kinda, well, yeah. you, you can tell a lot about a person by their hands. We've got to take a quick break here. We're going to come back with more, Mark, and thank you very much. And uh, on the Bohannon uh, version of Bobby Mack, it's five fifteen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today. It's 521 at 1063 WORD. And on that aforementioned Ingalls Advantage talk line, uh, Jerry in Berea is called in. Hi, Jerry. Well, I just wanted to get your opinion on the real estate market here because just earlier in the week I saw on the front of the paper where the average person is being priced out of a home where the medium price has risen 20000 in the uh, last year and all of this construction going on with the condos and townhouses, they get them sold as soon as they start the uh, foundation. And today I saw on the front of the paper what the virus may do to the hotel business here. Well, I can tell you that overall uh, uh, real estate sales are, are hitting record levels across the uh, across the country with record low mortgage rates. So obviously people are buying homes somewhere. Well, do you think maybe since uh, the other parts of the country, everything is turning to poop and then coming into here? Because I read some years back in a Greenville business magazine on any given day, it could be a higher ratio. Now, at that time, where three people move to live here every day and one of them is from another country. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about who was, who was buying them. I can only tell you that uh, I'm not uh, familiar with precisely uh, what this situation is here. But overall, it's been a pretty good time uh, for the housing market, uh, at least if you're buying. If you're selling, I guess uh, uh, you may uh, uh, have, uh, well, I'll put it this way. You're going to get your house sold. You may not uh, you may not always be happy with the, with the price you get. But, uh, hey, uh, again, uh, overall, uh, the housing market nationwide is doing pretty well, Jerry. So thank you well, for your you call. Think it's on the last, I'm sorry, say again. I said, I said, do you think it's going to last? Well, no, nothing lasts, Jerry. There's no way to know. There's no way to know if something is going to last. Nothing lasts. This is a very volatile time with the pandemic and the election. And uh, the only thing that is safe to say is that nothing uh, can be counted on to last exactly. in the housing market. These things are very yeah. cyclical. So anyway, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. The time now is uh, 23 past 5 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And checking out things that are being sent to us uh, textually at the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line of 71307, 71307. And uh, let's see, when is it possible to vote early in Greenville? Uh, you know, you got me on that one. I do not uh, I do not know. Early voting starts Monday. Okay, there you go. Early voting starts Monday. All right, now you got it. Very good. Let's see here. Uh, a texter says, Kristen Welker is a regular everyday reporter on MSNBS or MSNBC, obviously. I don't think she's unbiased, do you? Uh, well, a, a regular appearance on MSNBC would seem to to, uh, to uh, be unlikely. I, I don't watch enough MSNBC to, uh, to be aware of that. But if she's a regular, then uh, one would think uh, probably not. Uh, re- regarding the Associated Press Political Correctness Manual, on calling what is what ain't uh rock band quiet riot now known as quiet protest 
<laughs> okay. And, uh, 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 hmm. Okay, that, that, that's okay. I guess AP would say rape is an unwanted sexual encounter. I'm not sure what they would say, to be really honest with you. Uh, whatever is deemed to be to the advantage of certain people over certain other people, uh, but it's uh, obviously not a uh, a fit discussion for news organizations. News organizations should be in the business of presenting what happens straightforward and above board, and. Uh, that uh, that style book is uh, not the best thing that uh, that they ever did, and I am uh, really I am really sorry that uh, that they did that. Uh, there was a time, as I say, when the Associated Press was pretty above board, and it's uh, very uh, discouraging to see that they are are heading in that direction. All right, one eight hundred three four seven one zero six three one eight hundred three four seven one zero six three. And uh, we head uh, forward to an election which is uh, going to be dependent on, on so many, so many variables out there. I'm personally feeling good about this. I think it is looking better. It is looking upbeat. Uh, I think that the Democrats are floundering. I think that uh, not only is their essential message incorrect, but I don't think they're really doing a very good job of selling it. And in short, I believe that incompetence has uh, has gripped the, the Democrats. And that's a nice gift I wouldn't turn down. Thank you. Thank you for the incompetence in, in selling your message. We'll see. But uh, for the moment, uh, I'm encouraging that the, the trend is leaning in the direction of, uh, I think, Donald Trump. That's, that's the, way, the way things are, are leaning right now. I really, I really do think so. Uh, keeping the Senate is going to be very hard to do uh, because of the 35 Senate seats up, 23 are Republican seats, only 12 are Democrats. When the shoe was on the other foot in 2018, and Democrats had the most seats to defend, and they couldn't hold them all. They lost a few. So uh, it'll be tough. Let's face it, the uh, Republican margin is 53 to 47. If the president is reelected, then uh, they could still have a a technical majority with Vice President uh, Pence's tiebreaker vote at 50-50. So uh, we we will see. But uh, at the moment... I think that the the trend has been upward uh, for Donald Trump and company, and the, that's uh, that's very encouraging. We come down the home stretch of all of this. Uh, Biden has not excited much in the way of, of his followers. Uh, I, I saw something the other day online that I, I think really really said a lot, and it, it simply said, "Tell me why you're going to vote for Joe Biden without mentioning the name of Donald Trump." Tell me why you're voting for Joe Biden without mentioning the name Donald Trump. Now, that is really interesting. You don't hear that much. <laughs> That's been pretty much the Biden campaign. I'm not Donald Trump. And, and I would, by the way, agree with him on that, uh, Joe Biden. You are definitely not Donald Trump. But uh, he's got to do better than that. And he cannot do it by this uh, coming forth as all things to all people. I'm Mr. Moderate, except, and of course, I make all of my friends on the far left very happy. No, Joe, you're going to have to pretty much pick. You can't spread that far. There was a time when you could in this country. There was a time when you could tell one audience one thing, another audience another thing, and nobody would know. Today, you tell any audience anything, everybody knows. You're going to have to pick. Honestly, Joe, I'll tell you, you'd be better off if you, if you picked the more moderate position. 
it would improve your chances of winning. And I don't think your friends on the left are going to show up for you because they never have till now. They have never uh, been effective as voters. They're much more effective at shouting at people. So for what it's worth, I pass that along. A little unsolicited advice for the Biden campaign. Feel free to ignore it because it comes from someone who does not wish you well. But uh, I'm encouraged. I think things have begun to turn. And... uh, Biden, again, well, I'll tell you, again, the, the Donald Trump is a lot like the former mayor of Philadelphia, Frank Rizzo. I'll, I'll get into precisely why in a moment, but suffice it to say that uh, he always polls low. All right. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, where the time now is 529. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Afternoon, all, and our time is 24 before 6 o'clock at 106.3 WORD. And uh, shortly, Marine One will take President Trump to Walter Reed uh, Hospital. Uh, This is being described as precautionary. Uh, I guess we'll find out more as uh, events warrant. The president is apparently going to be in the presidential suite at Walter Reed and will be working from there, so for what it's worth. To Dan, who calls in from uh, Greer this afternoon. Hey, Dan. Well, Dan, you uh, you old son of a gun, you. Sorry about that. Well, give us a call back at 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. We have, of course, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line available for you at 71307, 71307. And uh, a pleasure that uh, all of you have joined us this afternoon. We are uh, uh, expecting uh, certainly... Uh, I would say a quieter debate probably next Wednesday night, the 7th, when uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Mike Pence go at it in uh, Utah. I'll be curious as to how that goes. And then, of course, we come down to the – we have Dan back in Greer. Hello, Dan. Uh, I apologize. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Mm -hmm. I just want to say, you know, you were talking about the election. If the Democrats win, if Biden wins, based on the way that that they've – misbehaved, their their rhetoric, meanness. It says to me that if they win, they, there will be much more punishment and retribution coming to us. And I hate to put it that way, but I'm not sure what form that will what, what, what form that will take, but I feel like the retribution and and the other part of that is with the executive order executive orders going on, from the Obama administration and in the Trump administration, I feel like 
you know, that there's a lot of weakness there. And the next if Biden and the Democrats win. I just feel like they, they will punish us. There will be retribution. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm, punishment I and retribution to... can cover a lot of uh, a lot of ground. They'll certainly pursue the liberal agenda. Uh, will they go after uh, guns? They'll certainly go after the guns they think they can get. So there's that punishment and retribution. Will there be any tendency to stop the silencing of conservative voices on college campuses? You can pretty well guarantee that Absolutely won't happen. Not. So there's that right. punishment and retribution. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll put it this way. Certainly, uh, if uh, Biden does take office on his first day, he will not sign an executive order calling to give all conservatives punishment and retribution. They will pursue policies, which they will pursue policies, which I I think that many of us will uh, will feel like uh, their punishment and retribution. They, of course, will consider it opening up a new golden age of progressive blah, blah, blah. It's it's just my my fear. I just it's just the way they're behaving. They sound like uh, that's that's number one on their list. So I just wanted to get well, that. Well, they're going to pursue what it is it. that they they want to pursue, and and if we don't like it, uh, that will uh, be tough cookies. So, yeah, there there will be any number of things that they will pursue. I'm sure they'll they'll move further in the direction of an expanded government role in uh, in healthcare. And uh, for those who don't like that, uh, that'll be uh, too bad as well. Uh, Of course, we may call it uh, punishment and retribution. Uh, They will call it uh, expanding opportunity for this, that, blah, blah, blah. Will they pursue policies of uh, regulation that will will slow down the economy even further? Yes. And uh, will that hurt uh, a lot of us? Yes. And is that punishment and retribution? They will say, well, no, of course it's not punishment and retribution. They'll deny it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Thank you, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate your call, Dan. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's going to feel like punishment and retribution in many cases. The question, of course, about Biden is uh, what is the real Joe Biden all about? Is there a real Joe Biden? I once made a joke. I suggested what it would be like the first morning that President Biden was in the White House and uh, on another show that I do. And uh, I made a, a little uh, little joke about that, uh, and I said uh, Joe Biden awoke in uh, the uh, the White House, and President Biden woke up and and said, "Wow, at last I'm president of the United States. I can be the real me." And on the notepad by the bed, President Biden wrote, "Find a real me. Arrange briefings." I'm not sure what is the real Joe Biden. What he's always been is just a an affable guy, good old Joe, lunch bucket Joe. And uh, he went with whichever way the wind was blowing. Democratic Party blowing left. Okay, I'll tack left. Uh, Democrats blowing to the right, more moderate. Okay, I can do that. Just whichever way the wind blew. And <laughs> those who say that Biden is going to be a total puppet, uh, not in so many words, I don't think so. Biden is, I think, going to be adamant. Okay, I'm president. I'm in charge here. But then he's going to say, what do you, any of you have in mind? Any suggestions? And he'll be surrounded by the Kamala Harris's and others of the left in the, who have a ton of suggestions, which he will probably in many cases accept. So will he be in charge? Technically. Will he be getting a lot of ideas from other people? Yeah. Will they wind up pushing him in that direction? Yeah, I do believe that. I really do. Uh, but uh, I think that Joe will go out of his way to to push the notion that he's in charge, even though in charge of what or doing what, 
would never occur to him. Just being there is all he ever wanted to be, really. And uh, now he's there. I, I mentioned uh, Frank Rizzo, and that's worth pursuing. Frank Rizzo was the former police commissioner of Philadelphia. He was known when he was elected mayor of Philadelphia. He was known for attending formal events, wearing a tuxedo with a cummerbund, a little little wide belt around the middle that you wear in a tuxedo. And in the cummerbund was stuck his uh, his uh, nightstick, his police nightstick. And and he was always considered rough around the edges. He was controversial. He was plain spoken. He was in many ways Donald Trump before Donald Trump was. And the thing that I note about about Frank Rizzo was that he always polled about five points lower than he got on election day. So you can never judge the polls because there were people who liked Rizzo, but he was so controversial that even to an anonymous poller, they, they couldn't, uh, or, or being polled anonymously, they, they couldn't bring themselves to admit to anybody that they were actually voting for Frank Rizzo. So on election day, Rizzo would do a lot better than people thought he would, and he won. Uh, and the same thing with Donald Trump. There are more than a few people out there who who are embarrassed to say they support uh, Donald Trump. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty open about the fact that I support Trump. But then again, I, where I live, I'm surrounded by people who like Donald Trump. It's not it's not hard for me to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there are many people who are are shy about admitting, even anonymously to a pollster, that uh, they, they vote for Donald Trump. That's why Donald Trump outperforms polls, because people just will not tell a pollster exactly how they feel. And I think I may have mentioned this before, but I was I took a trip recently, a little time off, went uh, on a little road trip, went to a hotel uh, by the Atlantic Ocean. It was very nice. And of course, everything was socially distanced and masked and all the rest of that. But it was still very nice. We walked on the beach and stuff like that. I parked one day in the parking lot right next to a vehicle that had this the big Trump bumper stickers, uh, Make America Great Again and Trump 2020 and all of that front and back of this vehicle. And I thought, Wow. And I and nobody was around, so the guy couldn't see me, whoever owned the thing. I walked all the way around that vehicle looking for dents, scratches, any signs of an attack. I didn't see any, but it occurred to me that this guy is probably asking for it. Do I have, for example, a MAGA sticker on my car? No. I don't need the grief, even though where I happen to be, I am surrounded most of the time by people who pretty much agree with me. But you have such law-breaking, vandalistic thugs on the other side of the fence. I'm not prepared to take damage to my car. People want to know where I stand. I open my mouth and I tell them. But my vehicle, uh, no, I'm not going to leave that park someplace just so it can be vandalized. That's uh, that's my personal take on that subject. But again, as I say, supporting Donald Trump where I live, that's that's not a great amount of courage. This is 106.3 WORD, now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, at 101.5 FM in Anderson, all over the place on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 15 minutes before 6.
Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Good to have you with us this afternoon. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. At uh, the uh, Ingalls Advantage talk line, of course, of uh, 1-800-347-1063. Love to hear from you. 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307-71307. Interesting turn of events that I note that happened in uh, Madison, Wisconsin recently, where a federal appeals court has upheld a six-day extension for counting absentee ballots in the presidential election in Wisconsin, handing Democrats a victory in their fight to uh, to deliver that state for Joe Biden in November. If that decision stands, all ballots postmarked on or before November 3rd, which is election day technically, will be counted as long as they're received by November the 9th. That could mean the winter in Wisconsin won't be known for days after the polls close. No kidding. That decision comes just two days after the appeals court uh, had put on hold a lower court ruling that granted the extension. And uh, the appeals court had vacated that ruling, saying that Republicans who sued did not have standing. That's one of my favorite terms that uh, lawyers use to talk about. You don't have standing. In most of these cases, if you're a voter, a taxpayer, and a citizen, you ought to have standing. But uh, anybody who, in fact, may be affected by the outcome of this election, uh, who, again, is legally in this country, should have standing. So in any event, this could still wind up, I guess, before the uh, Supreme Court. Uh Mail-in voting has gotten off to a rocky start in New York City. Election officials sent out nearly 100,000 absentee ballots with wrong names and addresses on the return envelopes. Well, that's a little oopsie. Could that matter that much seven minutes before six? Oh, of course not. How could that matter? No, indeed. Uh, the deluge of faulty ballots in this case was sent to voters in uh, the borough of Brooklyn. And, of course, uh, if... Uh, the ballots, uh, they could be voided if, uh, in fact, uh, voters sign their own name on return envelopes bearing different names. Yeah, that's certainly true. The New York City Board of Elections blames the problem on the company hired to print and mail the ballots. Well, of course, it's got to be somebody's fault, and that'll be as good as uh, as any, I suppose. Uh, they are telling us that the faulty ballots are limited to one print run of ballots sent out to Brooklyn voters. Uh, he didn't say how many were printed, but uh, Governor Cuomo has said that the issue was contained to about 100,000 through an aide, one of his aides. All but voters who got the bad ballots will receive new ones before the November 3rd election, and uh, that will make certain, according to uh, the head of the, uh, the vote count in uh, Brooklyn, that will make certain that uh, absolutely no disenfranchisement occurs in the borough of Brooklyn. Well, now, we do not want disenfranchising of anybody who is voting legitimately. We would also like to have other uh, problems minimized as well, such as fraudulent voting, such as voter harvesting and the the like. Disenfranchisement is hardly the only issue here. Uh, Another texter here says that the courts don't have standing to change state law on a whim. Uh, 
the courts have taken it upon themselves to do all kinds of things in the name of the living Constitution, which is, of course, the view that the Constitution and its wording is sacrosanct, if I agree with it. And if I don't agree with it, then I'll make up some other interpretation that I can simply throw it aside. But uh, I find that interesting that already we're getting this kind of, uh, of, of mess occurring. And uh, we're not even at Election Day. We're 32 days out. But uh, Texter says, I know one thing that's probably uh, about uh, several million of us, that if Donald Trump doesn't win the election and Joe Biden gets put in, he's going to catch so much hell from us, he's going on a, a jump off a cliff. Well, I don't know how you give him a lot of hell, honestly. I mean, if he's in, he's not going to care that much, frankly, what we think. I find that unfortunate. But, uh, again, if he wins, then I'll be fighting to uh, stop a lot of things that he wants to do any way I can. I will hope that we will have the votes in the Senate, uh, maybe even in some procedural matters, votes in the House. We'll see how the election turns out. But I'll be I'll be hoping for all of that. And as a last bulwark, I would hope that we will have the newly constituted U.S. Supreme Court. It's a sad thing when we've got to depend on the courts, which have in so many occurrences been the very institution that's gotten in the way of our free society. But it could well be if the Democrats pull off the trifecta, which is entirely possible, if they keep the House, take the Senate, and take the White House then the Supreme Court might be the last bastion. Uh, we might wind up being really glad that uh, Amy Coney Barrett became a Supreme Court justice, which, by the way, should happen, I would think, before Halloween, the way things were scheduled to go. There will be hearings. That starts on the 12th. And uh, once you get past uh, roughly a week, maybe a little less of hearings, there will be a Senate Judiciary Committee vote. That will, uh, along party lines, go certainly in Barrett's favor. She'll go to the floor of the Senate. And there, on the floor of the Senate, we pretty much know the outcome now. We know it'll be 51 to 49 in favor of confirmation with the Republican Senators Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine voting no. And uh, Mike Pence as vice president standing by to cast that tiebreaker if necessary. Again, by the way, uh, President Trump has gone to Walter Reed Army Medical Center, and we uh, wish him the very best. And uh, I say again, Money Penny. Oh, they're waiting to take him. Well, that's true. They, they have a, he hasn't lifted off. That's very true. Jimbo for Bobby Mack. The time three minutes before six. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 